0: This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta.
1: This week, Monday happened to be Mahalaya, the beginning of what some call Navratri. It marks the coming of Durga, the warrior goddess who defeated Mahishasura. Mythical surgical strike, as it were. Koinki-dinkali, this week has been all about goddesses and martial strikes. Down south, Amma went into hospital and all of south has just basically paralyzed as far as we are concerned. Up north... Praveen Swami of the Indian Express spoke to eyewitnesses about the surgical strike that the Indian Army conducted on the night of September 28, 29, along the LOC. Defence Minister Manohar Parikar said, surgical strikes have made the Indian Army realise its inner hanuman. The no. Kashmir reader was delivered an official gag order. AAP, continuing its magnificent spiral, hit a new low when Delhi Minister Kapil Mishra attacked Kashmir's Chief Minister Mehbuba Mufti. At an event to which Mehbooba Mufti was invited by the Delhi government. India ratified the Paris Agreement on Climate Change. BCCI and the Lodha panel are at loggerheads. Sanjay Narupam, charmingly described on Times Now as Rahul's man, embarrassed Congress and closer home. News Laundry's Amit Bharadwaj went back to Una to find out what it means to be a Dalit in Gujarat. Exciting week. So welcome to NL Hafta episode 88. I'm the Panjana Pal and you're hearing my voice because Abhinandan has gone to Spain to attend a conference organized by our primary investors. Uh, listeners in Madrid, uh, if you want to accost him and hand over subscriptions, he is there till the 8th. After that, <laughs> grab hold of him at the airport. For the rest of you, the good news is no one will call you Mufat Khor. But if I don't say this next Abhinandan dialogue, our producer Karthik Najaban will not let us begin. So here we go. Angres apna lagaan or news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi Remember when corporations pay, corporations are served. And when the public pays, the public is served. Support independent media, support news laundry and say hello to our panel. Madhu Trehan. Hi. Manisha Pandey. Hello. Anand. Hello. Ranga uncle. Okay, so what are we going to begin with? Uh, I'm going the to make story you decide, of the decide because you've been away the most, Manisha. I think story the
0: government of the ex- exposing, hmm. um, oh. uh, giving the video footage.
1: So that's been a big thing, right? Like uh, there's been so much of clamoring by the opposition that proved these strikes happened uh, because the government had said that there's drone video footage, of course, you will see uh, Madhu's tippani, which proves that we don't need drone video footage when we have ABP News. But um, <laughs> it's beautiful. But, but Anand, do you do you think that they should be releasing footage?
2: No, no. And I think for <clears throat> I think a couple of reasons. One is there has to be an element of trust in the if not in the Prime Minister, if not in the President of India, but in the Army. I would say in these troubled times. Secondly, uh, I think it was it was working like a charm because if Pakistan denies the surgical strikes ever took place, that means they do not have, uh, uh, you know, they're not they won't be able to or they won't like to retaliate, which which is what we were fearing last week that you know a retali- retaliation is imminent. So it works very well for India uh, that Pakistan denies the strikes ever took place, and then we can I mean if they repeat this thing, we can strike again and again. The point is, if you show them the proof, uh, I mean, if they're not uh, willing to... I mean, Pakistan obviously would not trust even the proof, let me add, that you show them any video, they would probably say that, look, this has been doctored or whatever. But if you show to the world the proof over and above what the army has said, and, uh, you know, if I'm not mistaken, the president of India is the commander-in-chief. Right. So if he's not asked for proof... And if this whole thing has, uh, you know, been openly declared.
1: Do you think it's um, anti-national to ask for proof?
2: No, I don't think it's anti-national.
3: What is that? It was a BJP leader who said mm. today that it's like asking your parents for the wedding night video.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That seems a little (laughs) too graphic. But maybe I'm just
3: conservative. Like, give me proof how I was born that
2: (laughs) But, you know, I mean, setting aside the stupidity of the politicians. Yeah. uh, You know, I I think it's, uh, I don't, I don't. I would trust the army on this. I would trust the army, especially because uh, I would respect the president of India to, you know, if at all somebody wants to know the proof, uh, it should be the commander in chief. Right. Because I don't think any order, I mean, I don't think the army uh, goes about its business of attacking, even if it is uh, Pakistan occupied Kashmir, you know, it's it's not a land which is under control of India without the express permission of the president.
1: So Madhu, do you, think, do you think it's something that the government owes us rather than Pakistan? Because, I mean, Pakistan, like Anand said, is not going to believe anything we put out. But do you think uh, the government owes us proof of having done this? See, I think, first of all,
0: I don't think it is anti-national to ask for proof. If it's done by people like Kejriwal in this couched, sly, slimy way it does look uh, strange and and s- sort of weird. But I think if journalists say in a press conference, which would happen anywhere in the world, that if an army says uh, uh, claims to have done a particular thing, which happened in America after Osama bin Laden, where journalists did ask for uh, evidence that he had been killed and disposed of, um, I I don't think it's anti-national. It would would be good to have it for journalists to be able to uh, be comfortable with what they're reporting. Right now, we're only getting what we're given. So that is one point. Second point is that I don't ever believe that when you ask somebody for the proof of something or question someone about anything, whether it's an editor asking a journalist for a source or where did you get this from, or it's not an implication or any any sort of hint of lack of trust. It's part of the job. It's an editor's job to ask for source, for where did you hear this, and to right. verify it. And it's a journalist's job to ask politicians, or the army in fact, to give us verification, if possible.
1: Which is, so, which is what has been the slightly alarming part of this debate, right? Uh, that... In the process of talking about whether these surgical strikes have happened, it's become this very clear binary that if you ask any questions, then you're anti-army, anti-nation. And we've seen like insane uh, so-called debates. Um, yes,
0: that's what I, I agree, that it's just gone on to a different tack, that anything uh, like questioning someone on any particular issue does not imply lack of trust If I'm interviewing someone and I ask, uh, say, the army uh, chief or whoever, that can you tell me the details of this? How did it happen? Does it mean I don't trust him? No. It's basically asking for facts. So I think putting this thing on how dare you question anyone is completely wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think it would... I don't know the strategic uh, situation. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I'm qualified to decide uh, uh, that it's right for the government to... Give it or not. I think I I, I definitely agree with Anand in which he says that uh, if we don't give the proof, if we do give the proof, then uh, Pakistan is cornered and has to respond Mm. and has Mm. to retaliate. Right now, it's in a gray area, which actually suits
1: us. Well, I mean, the Pakistani response is one thing, but Manisha? No, but the Pakistan, there was
3: the uh, report in Dawn today where the government has said that, you know, you need to contain uh, terrorists. So I think they are quite cornered and I think that is one spectacular, I I really think the Modi government should pat themselves on the back for this because they have really cornered this country like no other government has been able to, at least to my mind. You have the whole South Asian bloc with India. You've had the Sark summit where everyone's boycotted it. You've had even China not come out in support. So it's been really, I think, smartly done, well played by the government, at least the cabinet ministers, not the BJP leaders. And, you know, people are going to use this in election rallies. But the government and the army, I think, has been very, very, I mean, it's it's been a really strategic and smartly done thing. And I agree with Madhu that journalists should ask, I'm not with the Times Now Brigade, you know, like hashtag don't question army type of, Bad army, end politics. Bad army, end politics. But it's true that when Kejriwal does it, and you, you know, I've been saying this all week, but it's so contrived. It is so obvious from that video what he's trying to do. That is the that's that's the video version
1: of a sly tweet.
3: Exactly, exactly. (laughs) That for that reason, if I was the prime minister, maybe I wouldn't want to release the video just to say like, what are you one time? But how did you
1: react to that Kejriwal video being taken as? Pakistan has picked him up as an anti-national hero, the one who's asking for, um, you know, evidence. I'm surprised that they didn't, uh, they didn't foresee
3: this. Up, I mean, obviously that's going to happen with times now. Z News you know anyway not liking you you know that these two channels are going to pick it up and you know take it and also you've done it in a way which is sly you haven't come out it's sly it's, it's, it's very it's just obvious that you're not honest about what you want here it's not because it's you want to quell actually, public and public actually propaganda.
0: this our p- seems to be always on uh, consistent in one thing that when they say something they don't seem to anticipate the response at all
3: yeah it's common sense as a
0: politician even as a journalist when you ask a question you will anticipate an answer to do the follow-up and as a politician you have to anticipate the fallout the feedback and uh, the fallout as well as what uh, your opponents as the opposition or whoever will respond to you they seem to be in a in a blind hole in which they just don't anticipate anything, except that we do this.
2: But to be fair to them, I mean, it does take time for... Why do you have to be fair to them? (laughs) No, it does take time for anarchists to become Democrats. But I mean, you know, the whole point is, I think Arvind Kejival very quickly realized that what he said was, as you're saying, uh, was was sly. Anybody could see it. But he's fallen on his face because almost immediately, probably the same day or the next day... He's fallen in the ink. (laughs) <laughs> they, they, uh, they organized a dharna in front of Pakistan embassy I yeah. mean this is up. and for what reason you know, Pakistan high-high, high, be- Pakistan high-high. But yeah, it
1: was a beautiful yeah. situation because there was the AAP dharna in front of the Pakistani embassy <laughs> yeah. and there was a BJP dharna in front of house. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was just it. thinking about the protest. I was it. like, no, there's traffic here. There's traffic I'm You go
3: And the best thing was when the tourism minister, Delhi tourism minister, told Mahbubha Mufti that, you know, in your state, method. Uh, terrorists are treated like tourists. Which is ridiculous no, I think remark. to
0: context that. Okay, that
1: we'll, come right. to, we'll come to Let's the downward spiral of AAP because I think uh, we should make the most of the fact that I really think that this is happening because Abhinandan's in Madrid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what there is no this? Can... <laughs>
0: I know. There's no I one have a sneaky suspicion, which he doesn't want to admit, that he really does not support up. <laughs> I think after <laughs> this week, he is would. The not label make is it on him and he, he doesn't you want know to shake f- it and he doesn't care to shake it. But I honestly don't believe he actually does.
1: Fair enough. But um, I want to just talk about one thing before we go on to ARP because um, just yesterday, uh, we mentioned this earlier, Praveen Swami did a story Mm. in the Indian Express in which they essentially proved that the surgical strike had happened without this video evidence that everyone's been clamoring for. The story essentially had... um, Testimonies from people who live along the border and have contacts with people on the other side of the border. So they have confirmed that this has happened. Uh, It was a great moment for me as someone who started in print because the entire day, more than one news channel was running the news, uh, the Indian Express report. Now, usually. Usually what happens is did they, that uh, did they credit him. Um so yeah. this is quite this is where it becomes more and more interesting. CNN News 18 did credit him and said that it was an Indian Express report. Um India Today's channel did not mention that it was uh, Indian Express but did say that it was a prominent English daily. Um, Times Now went on its own trip, I think, Times eventually. Now would never
3: acknowledge anything yeah. Indian Express so they has
1: just, done. They take ownership of the story.
3: <laughs> and, I mean,
1: let's well, be in fair, this case, Times... they can't. Times no, of they India... Just, they take a spin off it. But Times it. of India is the, you know, granddaddy of not crediting people. Hmm. Because they're considered competition. So, to expect that from them is unreal. But, you you know, usually it works the other way around. Something gets broken, and I say this with, you know, double quotes on TV and then newspapers follow suit. It was really nice to see newspapers literally ruling the roost and until like 6 p.m. you were saying, breaking news, Indian Express story and my heart just warmed at that. But following up on this, CNN News 18 had a, um, I don't know how to, how should we describe this? Basically, there's a (laughs) call that became a global exclusive. A global exclusive. I, I, my, my, I have goosebumps just thinking about it now. Uh, Manisha, will you tell us what happened? Uh,
3: with time, uh, with Network 18. Mm. Well, they're basically their investigative track investigative reporter uh, called up somebody, uh, a, a, uh, somebody who lives in this district, which is about 300 kilometers away from the LOC, and uh, who's the superintendent of police, poor chap, pretending to be the I.G. His boss. So he's just like, ha, to yeah, IG bolra hume, surgical. IG vertical vertical. Hua tha, na? Like, ha to push to bowl So this like five minute conversation which is a crank call, the reporter pretending to be the IG, talking to the superintendent of police, asking him, Ha huata, kya hua tha. This guy, poor chap, doesn't know anything, but he has to say something because he thinks the boss has called, I must seem a little like I must say something. And that was it. That was I running
0: know, I as i so to So the be thing was, is if room.
2: tomorrow somebody does a crank call pretending to be Modi and calls Navashari. Yeah. You know, you would just spill all the beans. It would be
0: like an intro. Yeah, that would be an intergalactic exclusive. I, know. I would have Monty loved to be in, in the newsroom when this assignment took place. Who's the best crank caller in the office? Yeah. Who can sound Pakistani? Who yeah. can sound
3: Pakistani? Actually, and then you've named the guy, that poor SP. He should
0: have ended up. probably gonna the, lose his job. The, I don't know the, know the,
1: there is a show, uh I'm forgetting the name of it, but I sometimes hear it when I'm uh, in the cab coming into yeah. work of these two guys <laughs> um, who do literally this they yeah. call up impersonating certain people yeah, that's they what I'm don't saying. claim is- global exclusive by mm-hmm. the way huh? but look here's the thing the good news is that Pakistan's ARY News got in touch with SP Ghulam Akbar he's alive, he exists oh, thank God. unless of course they got someone else who knows? There's probably more than one ghulam like, How did
3: they zero in on this guy? How did they decide, okay, isko call karenge? And like, why are we trusting
1: s- his lack of information? Because he actually does not say much. He doesn't
3: say anything. He's just like, that is what he repeats throughout. Kuch nahi sakte.
2: So, to come back to the Indian Express thing, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's quite a clever thing to do to actually contact. It's Nino not Thulkar. a clever thing to do, it's a normal thing to
0: do. Right. Okay. In this the sense is what that nobody normal, else had thought Sorry, Sorry. Else this said this it. Sorry, This is normal journalism, okay, which every reporter on this on this story, on this beat, should have thought would of and Should have done without, as a matter of habit. And I must say, Barkha also last night went to. Uh, villages along LOC and did a pretty good report. India Today has been doing reports, actual reports from LOC with 3-4 reporters there. So, I think my hope is that people are now going to actually start looking for real reports and real news instead of just looking at shouting matches.
1: I must say I'm a little bit distracted by India Today's war room though. I cannot continue, get over yeah. the war room. It's beautiful. It's lovely. Like You've got one guy,
0: Gaurav Sawant. General Savant. <laughs> dressed in tailor made combat clothes then you have um, Rahul Kanwar as a neta wearing his kurta and uh, jawahar jacket
1: <laughs> and you've got the map so of India so that is a warfare. Like, you know, yeah, so there
0: war. there's always a politician map, there's yeah. always a general but it's coming lovely. to
3: Praveen Swami's story I'm still a little confused about it in the sense that a lot of a lot of the reason why we trust this. it's an interesting thought experiment actually like had this story come, because what is it that he does? He calls, um, he gets in touch with eyewitnesses through their kin. Exactly. Through encrypted uh, chat system, because Indian Express doesn't want to say WhatsApp or Telegram. They're t- it's just or too signal. flippant mm-hmm. to say. <laughs> and so the eyewitnesses tell the kin, the kin tells Praveen Swami. So it's not really directly talking to eyewitnesses. And there's still it's still not conclusive proof for yeah. me. Yeah. It is, he should have gone there. It's no question. And what if we believe this because this is on the Indian Express front page, and we trust that of all the papers, Indian Express will do due diligence and fact check and make sure that it's front page story. And Praveen Swami also has, exactly, you know. it's him as well as the Express. So you had everyone rooting for it. But what if this eyewitness had said nothing happened, and yeah. sent the what would you? How would people react to the story? Like what if these eyewitnesses had sent messages saying, no, we were sleeping, oh, No, happened. then Praveen Swami is international. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or who would believe it? That, how many people would believe it? But are you it? saying, like, Manisha, right
2: now, that what is the proof, what is the evidence that the uh, relatives the Pakistan, on the Pakistani side are not just bluffing?
3: Yeah, I don't know. So, like, don't know so know that, I don't know, right. know if it's conclusive. It's or definitely just like a step like, ahead. Or sometimes just living
0: to expectations, yeah, you know. You know. The,
3: there is we, an intelligence report also which is assessed, but again, it's an Indian intelligence report. But the thing is that it's it's be- definitely better than what we've seen in terms is, of reporting on this. It's better than the
1: global exclusive. Yeah,
3: definitely. But it's still someone saying something to someone.
1: But it just does remind you of how much of, um, how much of the reporting and the journalism that we see depends upon the reputation that you create for yourself with your previous work. Exactly. If, if this was a unknown uh, little website and a byline that you don't recognize at all, we would all be far, far more dubious about this. We are trusting this to a large extent. Forget small, if Gaurav Savant was to come up
3: with such a scoop, I would be very like, what well, is this through yeah, WhatsApp messages? Because, we
1: because have of a, what he's
3: done previously yeah, with some yeah. reports, but also because at so the end think of the Praveen day... Swami
2: it's... has been, uh, uh, you know, not as uh, flippant well, as Gaurav you know, in earlier they reports? They have
0: to go there. Why don't they go there? They can't. They can Barkha was there last night All of India today Reporters But not not across Not across Not across across. Oh you mean Talk to relatives Yes
1: Okay I'm going to go To our first letter Um, It is from one Abhimanyu Singh Hello Abhimanyu His letter says Hi guys I really like your show And I'm also a subscriber Thank God You have just saved me Having to come out With the spiel Which you know I needed to otherwise I have seen and read Almost everything You guys upload And refer Thank you I like your show as it attempts to provide a comprehensive understanding of issues. I really like Madhu. Her experience helps to simplify even the most complex of issues. True fact. I especially like Clothesline, which is amazingly funny. She has Yay. also done some really great interviews. I really like her interview with Madhu Kishwar. So do we. So do we. <laughs> That's... It was really funny how she made a fool of herself. Though this won- I certainly <laughs> hope so. Otherwise, I feel like the <clears throat> point might have been lost. Anyway, how often I have heard on your programme that Dutt is the best interviewer in India, but I believe Abhinandan is the best. Yeah, he cleverly good. speaks less to let the other person reveal himself. Not like our primetime loonies, where the interviewer <laughs> speaks more than the one being interviewed. Manisha and the Banjana are really good. Manisha though is a little innocent. this is very wrong everyone keeps telling me I'm naive I'm innocent I'm very smart
3: I just don't show it
1: you had Arunab she's like George Bush (laughs) (laughs) you had Arunab Saikya also this is true his revolutionary inputs were really insightful (laughs) however there is a problem Ranga uncle cleverly uses facts to make his ignorant points about issues. He's (laughs) a confused character. His views regarding Dalits led me to believe he's a true liberal. However, whenever there is any criticism on Hindus or Hinduism, the bigot in him cannot control. control He's not a bigot. That's lies, yeah. He's not a bigot. Come on. I knew that was coming. (laughs) He's wingless, but he's not a bigot, surely. Uh, He's he's issue based. (laughs) His criticism of Islam is theoretical. Clearly, he has some issues with Ranga Uncle, but please do keep reading Ranga Uncle. He'll convince you otherwise. Um, I didn't like your criticism of Kadju, he's told us. You guys completely ignored the two landmark judgments he gave. He's the one who declared Khappan Chance to be illegal and prescribed death penalty for such people. He also legalized passive euthanasia in India. These are scholarly judgments. He also exposed corruption in the judiciary. Yes, no doubt. Post retirement, he behaves like a (laughs) lunatic. But questioning his judgments while painting him as a lunatic is pettiness. No, but that's what he said in my interview. I was just going to say. I must
3: say that after watching Madhu's interview with Karju, I was. I really. I take my words back. He's kind of. He's not all crazy. I do think. Like I do think he. He's funny. And he's, you know, light-hearted and he wants, doesn't want to take himself too seriously, which is refreshing. Yeah, but I just never knew, jokes. I mean, I watched
2: the interview, I never knew that he usually wore dentures that he did not while you were huh? interviewing him. He forgot? Yeah.
3: He wasn't wearing dentures? What? I didn't notice right. that. Okay. But anyway, he comes so across as so a very sweet, well-meaning no, uncle. The thing is
0: that I have <laughs> only two criticisms of him and that applies to a lot of judges, uh, is that they lead extremely isolated lives, that so they have no idea what's going on and secondly his tolerance level on whatever issues is very low like I he drove me like mad for a long time for my ringtone which was from chalti ka naam Gaadi, pom 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 and he, he has to, problems with pom poms yeah no no with the with that song oh. right? that that's remember you know that song chalti ka naam babu
1: yeah. yeah.
0: so he used to harass me that you've got to send and he sent me guzzles, Put this as your ringtone. But listen, put that if, you, as your if he
1: listens to this hafta, now again we'll get a Facebook post saying you but, don't know how to pronounce gazal. But Dipanjana, when when he was sending me all these guzzles, I
0: told him, I said, stop, because you don't know the kind of people that call me. You think I want these kind of people to listen to all these love gu- guzzles gazals? That's not happening. So now I've got... Bombay Meri Jaan yes. Ye Hai Bombay Meri Jaan he He's approves? happy with that yeah. Okay, that's good
1: <laughs> I just want to say that he almost uh, sat on our producer Kartik Which in itself is an achievement Um But that is not nice uh, Okay, moving on to the subject that I know Anand will have much to say on Okay. Oh
2: um
1: the state of affairs in AAP, what is happening?
2: <laughs> no, as I said, I mean, it's been months and I'm completely at peace with AAP, you know. I
1: just, <laughs> Watching I their think,
2: self-destruction. No, not really. In fact, I'm, I'm quite sympathetic to them. because I, And I think slowly, I'm being serious now. Abhinandan isn't here, so I'm not talking of or about Abhinandan. But, uh, you know, uh, I feel over the years, over the years, I think Abhinandan too has realized that AAP has, uh, has become uh, a political party. Right. I think any political party in this country, I mean, you look around at what these guys do, any of these guys from BJP, Congress, AAP, SP, AIA, DMK, DMK, they act like Indian political parties do, you know. Mm. So this veneer of AAP is different is gone, and I think that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, it's but not a bad I mean, thing at all. From being Just not different... But
0: too. have they acknowledged it themselves? No, they haven't. They, they still see they themselves won't. as this... Yeah, idealistic be,
2: anarchic yeah, party. But then has, has for example, SP acknowledged that it is one of the most corrupt parties in the world? Has BSP acknowledged? I don't think they've ever all? denied it. I mean, that's their <laughs> DNA. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ajay, listen, you know. so uh, Manisha, tell us what happened at this tourism thing.
3: Yeah, so the Delhi government had uh, organized a tourism conclave of sorts where they had invited uh, Mehbooba Mufti and the Delhi tourism minister went up and said... Of course, because they want to appease to nationalists now. It's clear, like, what they're doing. That uh, in Kashmir, you let terrorists roam around like tourists. Mufti gave it back, nice and proper. And she said, what do you know? You know." And after that, you had the BJP spokes... AAP had created a situation where you had BJP spokespeople, spokespersons coming on TV saying, don't brand all Kashmiris as terrorists. Like, how can you... do? Like, it was complete role reversal. You had AAP saying... Crap, and BJP coming out looking really like you know in in the context of Kashmir, seeming really you know tolerant and sensible.
2: Well, you know, Kap, know. is it Kapil Mishra or Kapil yeah. Meher, Kapil Mishra? I mean, at the best of times, he is probably one of the most crudest. Uh, uh, people I've you know come across what
1: has he done in the past
2: oh he's I mean his tweets and all those things oh. and he'd had mm-hmm. a, a skirmish with Suhail Seth called oh. him a Dala I mean all sorts of things I mean well everyone in ARP uses that word very loosely uh, liberally but I mean in this in this instance let me uh, let me say that he didn't do all wrong because he asked a question which was a pointed question And Mehbooba Mufti,
3: uh, what pointed question did he ask?
2: Which is that, do you consider Burhan Wani as a terrorist?
3: But this is a tourism, you know, it's a conclave. Like then, what does she say? And you have to understand what Mufti is trying to do. Things are finally now calming down. She's not going to come in a press conference and say, yes, he's a terrorist. Come on, her state was burning for three months. She's not. This is. You are a tourism minister of half a state. It's not even a state. She's a chief minister of j and hey, They're trying, AA. all right. They're trying. You know, and she's had had to deal with a lot of stuff. You don't corner someone like this at a tourism conclave. Of where course. you invited her? What she's I, not going to say burhanwani. No, a sorry, You misunderstand.
2: What I meant mm. was, I mean, I'm obviously object to the way he acted, like he always mm. acts. But this, I'm picking out this one question that he asked that merited. Answering,
3: but do you think she should she should have answered? Do you that? think this was the forum why? in if, which if to raise this question? So uh, that her state burns again, back to like just when it's ca- a just because you come accept. On. Well, why? I do? mean, Burhan Vani's funeral had two lakh people attend. It's not smart politics. I don't think the chief minister right now
1: should come out say anything that should actually more than flare politics violence back
3: in the state. More
1: than politics, I don't think it's smart governance. Not exactly. when it's why had eighty. Uh, that was what eighty-sixth day of curfew, still running. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've just had, uh, uh, not just, two days ago, three days ago, we got news that Kashmir Reader, a small newspaper in Kashmir, has been given an official gag order that it will not be allowed to print. Uh, Obviously, the concerns... I mean, I don't think gag orders are a good idea, obviously. Uh, but what it does show is that there's an administration that's really concerned about law and order still. Under the circumstances, is it really reasonable for us to expect that the chief minister will brand the person whose uh, killing has been the immediate catalyst for a, for a massively you know, popular uprising? Is it, is it reasonable for us to expect this? I would do it. I would it's do it not because a that's a real the question. It wasn't a
0: question for information. It was a question to corner and expose yes. her. Mm.
1: Yeah. And in, to yes. corner and
0: expose a chief minister, as Manisha said, at a time when everything is so raw, I think this is anti-national. Really? Yes. <laughs> you I, obviously I, don't I, agree. I, I enjoy on. politicians
2: being cornered. You know, I so uh, maybe it's personal.
3: And Bani, uh, but for
2: example, nobody has asked Omar Abdullah if uh burhanwani is a terrorist nobody has asked mahbuba if uh, burhanwani is now what is the harm if you accept or if you
0: you know just let your feelings out. No, she, it's not a question of feelings. Yeah. If she says that he was a terrorist, she yeah. alienates the whole population and voting public. Alienate? If, if she's absolutely. So, but when you have that kind of uh, uh, people showed up for his funeral and that kind of support for him, yeah. And then you announce that uh, he was not a, he, he was a terrorist. She alienates her public. Then, if she says that he was uh, that he wasn't, she's in trouble either way
3: and she goes on to say at the end that i don't know if you need kashmir but kashmir needs you that's a big statement for a jnk chief minister to make yeah at this point to to say that and and you welcome and you you start a dialogue like that she's come here and she's talking about investment also, in tourism well,
2: personally, I mean, just to just corner answer, a, her
3: and say bolo yeah. terrorist is going to achieve nothing
2: of course he cornered yeah. and the venue was wrong and i, Everything I yeah, was but wrong. you know we're talking of slightly different thing which is uh, whether she should have if she had answered should she have answered yes or no that's what we like so just a limited point which well, for is that me, if the
1: equally relevant point is that this question was not raised to get an answer from her it yeah, was done that's the point. it was done to create a certain profile for him, for and, him his and his party and, yeah. because they're in an election running right, right which right. is you know punjab obviously and uh, that's an unholy mess as well so what you try to do is to prove your um, machismo your nationalistic machismo so that people are not going to notice other problems in your campaign now it's kind of it's kind of irresponsible for, to my mind regardless of what uh, mehbuba mufti's answer would be i think it's tremendously irresponsible for a statesman to turn around and do that you are actively trying to push a state that it has been burning back into the flames i mean w- whether or That's not why I say it's whether or not we like the fact that there is um, terrorism and popular support for certain terrorist or militant figures in kashmir whether or not we like that the fact is that that is a state that has had significant trouble in the recent past, in that situation, what is a responsible thing to do? To prod it further?
2: Uh, sorry, if I can have just yes. one
1: minute, one minute of. Saying I'm this, having so an this argo moment. Today. No, 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 no. no. I, I agree with you. It was wrong, as I
2: said. It was wrong of Kapil Mishra to to say that. But we're talking of another context, which is that should uh, Mehbooba have answered that question if she had been asked this? Somewhere else, let's say. Say uh, it's an interview. Say it's an interview. Say for Madhu's example. interviewing. Yeah, let, yeah let, let's say this thing. So what I would like to say is that um, I think the protests that have happened in Kashmir and the uh, 200,000 people attending the funeral of a terrorist. Now, mm-hmm. if if you're scared of calling a terrorist a terrorist, uh, then those people, uh, I, I, I wouldn't worry about alienating those people because they're being misled, and they would continue to be misled. Because tomorrow, if Hafiz Saeed, you you scared of saying Hafiz Saeed is a terrorist because it may alienate some other people? I think that's wrong. Stand for something that you believe in. Now Memuba can clearly say that Burhan Wani was not a terrorist, which is fine by me. But you know, just to, to to be afraid of what it might incur, what her you know declaration might incur, is I think wrong. Uh, in that sense. But For example, I don't, I don't if tomorrow, um, tomorrow Bhindrawale somebody said, oh, Punjab is burning, let's not call Bhindrawala a terrorist. I think that's
0: wrong. No, but, but at that in, time, look we'll at it this way. The question asked by Kapil himself in a situation like that would be very different if Mehbooha Mufti was sitting across a journalist and the journalist asks the question that do you consider him a terrorist? And I think then she could give a studied answer. She could actually answer in reality that look, this boy was involved in this, this, this. She could give an explanatory answer which in a public situation for a Mm. tourism meet is is very difficult. Agreed, agreed. And then she's... uh, Put there, she's put in a corner. The journalist asking the same question will give her a platform to clarify herself, and sure, she can but be. But is amazing? That. No journalist has asked.
3: But no journalist uh, has got Either Mehbooba Mufti well, that, or. But Obar, in the press uh, conference that happened in Kashmir, the first press conference after the stone pelting she was asked some really tough questions by the journalist, and she actually, because the press there was more, uh, because Aggressive. it's your own family, your own, you know, you see your own friends or whatever. Some of them involved in stone pelting, some of them injured because of stone pelting. They were very aggressive in the sense of being pro what was happening on the streets of Kashmir. And she came out against that very strongly. And I she said, Kashm- like, what do you know?
2: Look, I mean,
0: like, And the press conference she had with Rajnath, Rajnath Singh, Singh, where she told her, You she the journalists you And, she, and huh. to that, I don't know the exact words, but to that effect. And then she took over. And she
3: said how can you... She, Clearly came out against the violence on the streets. She did. And in as much as
1: she could. This seems like a good time for me to plug the fact that we are going to have a new series of podcasts called Let's Talk About, which are deep dives into certain topics. And the first one, which Abhinandan has done, is about Kashmir. Mm. And it's going to be a podcast that is particularly for our subscribers. So that is extra incentive to subscribe. subscribe. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to get to our second letter. This is from Subiksha. Hi, all. Before I begin, I must say that I have recently started subscribing for News Laundry, thank you, God. Yay. Actually, thank you, Sabiksa. Um, I have been following News Laundry for the past year or so, and after hearing Abhinandan relentlessly raise the point about promoting free media, I finally made the move in the right direction. Good to know that, you know, he's having effect with his Mofat Khor uh, dialogue. I confess that I wasn't very aware of the political news in the country during my student days. No excuses here, but I never read beyond the entertainment section in a newspaper. (laughs) Good on her for admitting to this, yeah?
2: She's not from JNU, I take it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) After qualifying CA, though, I had a lot more time to spare and wanting to keep up with the current affairs. A friend of mine introduced me to the NL Hafta last year and since then, I have been hearing them every week. I find the conversations to be very insightful. The camaraderie That comes through reflects in the discussions very often I imagine myself being right there amidst you guys nodding along and disagreeing And Abhinandan much against what others say about your sense of humor I find you really funny (laughs) Madhu I loved your interview with Arun Shori, and I like how most of your interviews are so conversational and questions pick up from the last answer Um, I must thank all of you for your good work you have made news a very interesting part of my life my god, Abhinandan will just send her like an autographed note. Yeah, I urge all my friends to listen to your podcasts and subscribe. Thank oh you, nice. Subhiksha. Thank you, you oh are nice. totally awesome. Uh, and she said, Much love to all the other members of News Laundry, Subhiksha from Hyderabad. Thank you, thank you very, very much. Since this is from Hyderabad, I feel why don't we go south of the Vindhyas? Um, <laughs> Mathu, do you have any Jailalita stories? Uh, except a
0: lot of questions <laughs> from various people calling me up, asking me, like, do you know what's wrong with her? Do you know what's happening? How fa- how ill is she? Is she on a respirator? Uh, we hear it's organ failure. All kinds of rumors are doing the rounds. Um, I know various news organizations have prepared obituaries. And I had mm. one person tell me that, you know, I also told them, don't write the obituary because some joker will put it out before she's dead. <laughs> so uh, those kind of mistakes happen. And... Um, So, yeah, there have been uh, lots of rumors. And um, my personal opinion is that I think she is rather gravely ill. Right. And uh, the fear is, you know, what happens in this kind of a situation. But I would remind all her supporters that, you know, um, doing all that they did when she was sent to jail and all that was fine because you were getting brownie points from her. If she's gone, there's no need to do anything. There's no need to emulate yourself. She's gone. So just relax.
1: Just mourn. That's in But enough. I don't think you can relax as an Amma supporter. <laughs> I don't think it's in. I think when you say yeah. I will support Amma, something is just pulled out of you. And among those, some things Brains. are brain, common sense and just restraint. Because I there's a guy know. who's hung himself yeah, from a crane. Yeah.
3: I want to know from Anand though, since you're half tam Like, what? <laughs> why is this this crazy love for leaders? There, I think with MGR also, when he died, Yo, what is people, actually there seems to be an urge. And
1: how long? <laughs> of, we will ignore
0: that you are not from Tamil Nadu. <laughs> I think it's yeah. also Tamil Nadu. That and and kind of dish. passion. That kind of passion We're of out. cult following. Hmm. And why is... In fact, I, fans make me... uncomfortable. When somebody says I'm a fan of so-and-so, this cult following of anyone, whether it's a politician or an actor, they make me very uncomfortable because it basically shows an unthinking. You can admire someone, you can appreciate their work, but to become like a cult follower that that person can do no wrong, no matter what they do, I think is very, a very unhealthy State to be in, and you think that the millions who are thinking like that or non-thinking like that—it is
1: really scary. No, but um, like, regardless of the fact that how we're all expecting you to speak for all of the South <laughs> of the India, regardless of you know your actual origins. Yeah. What I did want to ask you about is that you know you have a lot of uh, thoughts on religion and how. Um, religious philosophy tends to make people into congregations right. do you see that happening with uh, you know tamil nadu politics you know
2: this is a very interesting question because if you if you look at all the the mad Fan following. I mean, this is like, this is beyond fan following. This is like, you know, I'm prepared to die for you. Literally. Well, literally, yes. And it's got a lot to do with, uh, not so much Jayalalita, but a lot of, for example, NT Ramarao, and, you know, a lot of other. MGR uh, also. MGR. Yeah, so they've played these uh, mythical gods, you know, on screen before. And that is what... Now, if you remember, there used to be this serial called uh, Ramayan. Yes.
1: Yeah. And, Arun uh, Govil and Deepika Chiklia. That's right. The whole and
0: country used to come to a standstill. Yes, and Arun Pakistan Govil, could have, uh, could uh, have invaded Mike. on Sunday morning. <laughs> and everyone would be <laughs> watching the Ramayan. Yes,
2: but the fact, is, if you remember, I think... Deep, was it Deep, Deepika? Chiklia. Deepia, Deepika Chiklia and Arun Govil, both of them were given tickets to fight elections. Now, in South... This has been taken to, you know, a, a level which is like, you know, beyond comprehension. But this is the whole thing when you, uh, <clears throat> I mean, A, we are, we are a country, especially down south, who are mad for films. Yeah. And we have a lot of, uh, uh, you know, uh, a lot of uh, films early on in the 50s and 60s, especially down south, were made on Hindu mythology. Hmm. And that is what kind of gave them, you know, a larger than life thing. And many people generally thought they are actually reincarnations of
0: uh, God. Why is Why this worshiping element to the point of? You know, I'll kill myself for now, this. Person. This is
2: also a second, point, uh, second part of this, also has to do with this, you know, socialism gone completely haywire. So, you know, you expect almost from your leader that you get free mixer grind, grinder, free but TV, do, free right? rice. And from you, do. Amma, you do. And you do. And I you so get bags wanted, with Amma. So, you know, this I is so like,
1: wanted the earrings with her. I really wanted, I told every friend in Chennai, go no, stand in line once for me. And the Amma like, oh, Canteen, babe. which gives like <laughs> cheap food. Amma
2: food, Amma yeah. Jal, Amma desh, Actually, Amma there's right? everything, no? Amma's everything. Is, yeah. Yeah.
1: There's Amma brand, everything. Yeah.
0: So, you know, this is, this but is you kind You see of, what happened during the floods when somebody made a meme of her in the wrong place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: No, but I have to say that the, uh, the creative department that handles Jail Alitha's posters are the best. <laughs> there was one in which she was standing, and Barack Obama was prostrating yeah, himself yeah. before yes. her. Oh gosh, that's it yeah. was <laughs> <beautiful>. <laughs> I like, that was beautiful. Like it's, I, you know, this is the sort of thing that you you, you would think that w- only drugs would create, but <laughs> no, fully sober. But I done think this. more
0: seriously. I think it's really bad for a country. Of yeah. course, it's really bad for a country because anti-democratic. It's it reduces your uh, questioning you're thinking Dem- democracy is about questioning your politicians and making the right choice according to what is good for you not according and to worshipping elements the, the
2: funny thing is that if you look at all the uh, the southern states that indulge in this Kerala doesn't okay, not even though it has no. a flourishing yeah. Yeah. industry no, they mm-hmm. don't have so it's just uh, you know uh, Andhra, Alu, Pradesh, Andhra, Pradesh. Andhra Pradesh Andhra Pradesh and Karnataka Karnataka to some extent I find it Kuman very who, discouraging very discouraging famous personality
1: there was a riot when that um, I'm forgetting his yeah, name now he
2: was kidnapped and uh, Ra- was it Ram Kumar or I no mean, it Ram wasn't
1: Raman. Ram Kumar but anyway point is that there is a certain cultish thing that right. happens um, yes. and and which is why it's also worth keeping in mind that while you know jokes apart about uh, me wanting my, uh, my earrings being a journalist in Chennai has to be one of the most difficult things dangerous because A to they'll slap a de- uh, defamation suit against we discussed you that in the which last we d- uh, talked about before Uh, You cannot put any news out. Like I've been uh, looking at News Minute and, you know, other southern editions of the Hindu and stuff. And it is paltry what they have to work with. And yet this is the most important news in their region. Mm -hmm. You You have nothing. The
2: the very Mm -hmm. strange thing is the two points. One is that, uh, you know, strangely, ironically, Tamil Nadu is one of the most prosperous states in India. The, uh, the literary. Uh, How's rate, the literacy rate? Literacy then? rate Quite, very, very high. high, very high, yeah, in That's the 70s surprising. and 80s. Yeah. No, it's not surprising. I mean, the stress no, no, on that, education. No, and then
3: the, yeah. the cult I mean, thing this is, the cult yeah. Thing yeah. is like, So see, now the
2: what, other surprising thing, Madhu, just, just uh, 10 seconds, is that you would expect this kind Take of cult time. following, like, you know, the applause when Stalin finishes his thing, doesn't stop for 10 minutes. The guy comes back again and again for, you know, says, okay, now you can stop. Probably happens in North Korea or dictatorships. Here it is actually democracy. Many, I mean, the masses don't need to
0: do this. Hmm. Why do they do That's it? That's what's annoying. You I mean, see? don't do it. It's not good. But you, do for a as a human being, it's demeaning for you. It's not, it's, it's an unthinking, non-thinking attitude, an approach to life. I, I just, I'm very depressed when, even for stars, when people, the way people, I went to see this film, uh, Mirzia. Which I think is just released or is about to be released. Yes. Huh? And the actors. So will release. Uh, own Prakash yeah. M- Madhu yeah. usually... Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. So um, when we came out, the two actors were there. I think one is um, Anil Kapoor's Shraddhan. son hmm. and this new uh, act, uh, female actor. And, you know, they're very ordinary. They're nice looking kids. But in India, there are millions of nice looking kids. Are you saying that he's no Fawad Khan? No, what I'm saying... Absolutely. There we go again. He Thank no God Fawad he's not pawad Khan. Khan. That <laughs> on a different subject. But, you know, I was looking at the faces of people looking at them. You know, there is a cloud that descends on people's brains when the arrow of fame hit by Cupid goes through their heart and brain. That two very ordinary people are being looked at with... With eyes that I've never seen that you look at anybody else, there's a glow, there's an excitement. I look at them. Hell, they're two kids. What the hell are you looking at them like that for? Hmm. It's not, it's weird. It's weird that how you can brainwash yourself that you've seen somebody on the screen and suddenly this person becomes extraordinarily special. For me, they're not.
1: But you know, I mean, with uh, film stars, just as it is, I think, with politicians as well, there's a pretty strong infrastructure to convince audiences over time, like sort of brainwash audiences into adoring them. So just the fact these that are they're new in first time, just the fact, it's like when you see a shoot happening on a street, nobody knows who's being shot, but there's always a crowd. Something mm-hmm. that I've not understood like, do you know what you' are if watching? a man
2: can't start his scooter on a street, the crowd collects so then. no
1: then.
0: i'm I'm <laughs> talking about the eyes, the eyes, the perception <laughs> of looking at looking at someone with that uh, ador- you know that excitement of you're looking at two ordinary kids who become actors. What I is that? M- it'll
3: be fascinating to look it into is, the it
0: psychology is crazy
3: of Amma
1: fans. I'm it, it, so it curious to know them. what is going to happen if and when, I'm going to say the sacrilegious thing, if and when Amma dies. <gasps> oh my
0: God. Gasp. Isn't the jo hai, hai.
1: <laughs> As all of <laughs> you hear in every Chautha,
0: like it's breaking news.
1: <laughs> okay, I want to talk about something that, uh, you know, has just happened today. Earlier today, Indian Express had another uh, bit of news. Um the report on Rohit Vemula's suicide. Hmm. Uh Rohit Vemula, unless you live in Iraq, you know that he sort of changed things around for a lot of people with his uh suicide letter. And um and there's a report that's been brought out. Uh Manisha, you want to tell us about By it? the
3: Indian Express, by Rudhika Chopra of the Indian Express, which is talking about this uh report into the suicide, how it happened, uh, what could have led to it. And they basically say that, uh, A, that he's not Dalit, that his mother was not brought up as a Dalit. We know the story. You should read, actually, we'll, we'll put the link below. Um, a story in HT by Sujit Mandal, if I'm getting his name right. Hmm. hmm. Mandal, uh, on exactly how he grew up, so... An OBC lady adopted Rohit Vemula's mother and that's how now some people say she, whatever, they're not Dalit. And the report goes on to say that he was basically upset because of some issues in his life. And that the university had nothing to do with it. Now the thing is that the note does say, you know, his note is so philosophical and he doesn't really say that I'm committing suicide because of this, this reason. And he actually raises the question of identity and being reduced to his immediate identity. And it's tragic that that's what it's that when you really look into an inquiry that's what these guys are going to say. They're going to look at that note and say but he's not saying anything. He's not talking about discrimination. Do you
2: think it is important for the whole story Hmm. that uh, Vermula be identified as a Dalit? What
3: do you think? The context is important I think. I think the context is important. Because he his forget the certificate what you know who his father was how uh, you know his mother grew up he identified himself as a dalit that was his you know his his fight for uh, dalit rights was something very dear to him and that's that was his identity that mm. was what he was he identified himself as a dalit not a leader but a dalit student a dalit thinker a,
0: and everything that he's written on uh, and the discrimination that yeah. he felt is is really
1: a crucial part of the story yeah. is the spine of the story yeah and to have an entire committee just to exonerate uh, the university of He was upset of because of
3: some problems of his own. Very
1: How badly can you, handled. I mean, yeah, very badly by handled. By the ministry.
2: So this report was by uh, the ministry. It is yeah, not headed by a judge. Co- it's it's a, a
1: nine-member committee. It's not a judicial report? Uh, it is headed by a former Allahabad High Court judge. Mm-hmm. So uh, it does have sort of you know judicial credibility. In that sense.
2: But then why are people trashing it? I mean, is there something wrong in what they've said or?
1: Well,
3: because the fact that it says that he's unhappy with the worldly affairs. That's what they found. They put up a probe to investigate into what happened. His, uh, you know, suspension, the issues that he faced after his suspension... And you come up with saying that basically he was unhappy with worldly affairs. And it's like also... Quote, that's the quote from the report.
1: The people that it's spoken to... It's but
3: worldly a very affairs sh-
0: includes discrimination, I would believe.
3: Well, that's the thing, right? Uh-huh. The, but but se tanga ke mar
0: gaya. it was not
1: because the university well, did anything. That's
0: too much of a cliche
1: so this, to use this in a situation which is so sensitive. met mainly university teachers, officers and staff members. Apparently met only five students. That's not... I mean, one can absolutely question yeah. the methodology here and the implications of that because that's kind of unhappy. Okay, I'm going to move to slightly happier things, which is a subscriber writing. Oh, hmm. no. Oh, no. What is not this? Not a subscriber. Not a subscriber. <laughs> hello, Team no- News <laughs> Can Laundry. you forward that email to Avinangar? Okay, let's read it. Right now, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I bet while I'm reading it in Madrid, he's like, Mufat Khod! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Hello, Team ne- News Laundry. At the outside, let me apologetically clarify that I am not a subscriber yet. I study medicine in Manipal and the little money I'm able to spare is invested in old monk quarters. Oh, <laughs> young man. He <laughs> 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 um,
2: studies in Manipal <laughs> and drinks old monk. Yeah. <laughs> Not related to Rajdeep, you see. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, 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 oh. Okay, then. <laughs> I hope you guys understand. As you might just have realized, we have a mixed debate on this. Um Though I do think that the promise of exclusive content for subscribers will enforce a sober Saturday <laughs> and compel me to subscribe soon. <laughs> as we students are fond of saying, subscription khate mein likh Lena boss. <laughs> Too cute. Okay. Uh, being a news and current affairs junkie, young man, you don't know how to spell junkie. But anyway, I'm going to... I'm not J-U-N-K-Y? <clears throat> E-Y. E-Y. Oh dear. Um, It's J U N K I E. Yes, I am pedantic. It is true. Black hole of fun. That's why she's here. (laughs) Already established. Anyway, I have been following News Laundry since day one. Yay! Um, Admittedly, muffed me. Yes, you are. I remember old Dobbykart and cleaners' videos. The slant-eyed sarcasm of the "I agree" interviews are a personal favourite. Mm. Well, young man, you will be very happy. Anyway, um, I have. I hope Abhinandan does them more often. The first thing that struck me about those early interviews was the refreshing camera work. Instead of boring steady cam angles, I remember being impressed by multiple dynamic split-screen shots. This is seeming a bit like an MGR film right now, but mm-hmm. okay. I agree, though. Um, that was, that was even I was quite like absolute, uh, superb. Yeah. So much fun. Um, for me, the trump card of news laundry has always been its tone and style. While your substance is augmented by the integrity of your business model and your constant stress on diverse reportage, what sets you guys apart is the way you present yourselves. I'm glad that he wrote this while he was sober because that <laughs> yeah. those words cannot Sounds be typed. Sounds to me, to relative
2: drunk. of Manish Tiwari, to be honest. <laughs>
1: While at one hand I'm fed up uh, of the narcissistic solemnity of old media, I find Mm -hmm. myself increasingly disillusioned by the cynicism of the John Stewart school of satire. Mm -hmm. Not a big fan of the clothesline? Leave it to AIB would be my advice. Hi, you please watch a few more. But thank you for the feedback. Um, Serious news and opinion presented with the right balance of professionalism and irreverence. Something which on most days I find myself to be intellectually engaging without... Forcing me to emotionally detach myself. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, A special word on Hafta now. I remember as a kid, the newspaper's editorial was the first thing I would open. First of all, he's a student who's just remembering himself as a kid. Hi. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) um, The lead and op-ed pieces would then set the parameters of my news gathering for me too. So yes, I'm with you there. Nowadays, though, due to the multiplication of news sources and an arguably general decline in media credibility, my appetite tends to be chaotically eclectic. I think I'm going to use that for my general appetite. You know, chaotically eclectic sounds like a great term. News laundry hafta, at least when it comes to national news, or more accurately, North Indian news, fair point, is one of the only editorial influences which I trust enough to bring some sort of order in this disarray. I rely on you guys to sum up the week's news cycle. This does not imply that I have only praise to offer. The most recent hafta which discussed the surgical strikes was, in my opinion, the worst in weeks. Really? While the jingoistic cheerleading of... uh, Arnab and Co. was expected... We did? I don't... Anyway, okay. Um, I thought you guys would be slightly more wary. I had expected the incorporation of alternate, more circumspect opinion in your discussion. Something entirely absent in the rest of media, but was left thoroughly disappointed. Well, I hope so you that was
3: are... Then, it was on the day of the strike. Yeah, it was
1: happening while we were recording. So yeah. we didn't have much time to be... Uh, and that General
3: Panag was... Okay, anyway, no excuses. No excuses,
1: sorry. but thank <laughs> you for your feedback. Because that is... Yeah. Uh, that is highly valued, and um, there's something else. While I understand that the format is that of a gabfest and requires a certain informal conviviality, you guys sometimes digress too much into conjecture and anecdotes, hmm. <coughs> which has been wrongly spelled. Anyway, um, Abhinandan, she goes along. <laughs> Can't help it. Just <laughs> cannot help it. Um, Abhinandan, please be advised that the only justification for humour must be hilarity is this old man coming in <laughs> but anyway uh, abhinandan the only by justification the way for humor must abhinandan be a rarity i love that line it's a great line i mean line. could it be the only justification for humor is seriousness what else could it be <laughs> abhinandan by the way is my favorite i used to watch hump religiously And was highway on my plate. Don't be. Oh, (laughs) like what is? Did you think that was misspelt as well? (laughs) No, it's in capitals. (laughs) (laughs) It's in capitals. Highway on my plate. Anyway, ah, that's what it is. Highway on my plate, religiously. And was thrilled when I came to know he had produced it. Okay, I must admit that I once only knew Madhu as Dr. Trehan's wife, (gasps) 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 who happened to be a journalist. That's alright, I couldn't then, less. Then, watching her on News Laundry, I discovered old News Track episodes on YouTube. As someone who wasn't born then, it was educational to see the Babri Masjid News Track clip. I mean, that's a great episode anyway. Her recent interview on RSTV was superb. Um, with India Today, News Track, Tak, and News Laundry, she has been a serial pioneer. It's a <laughs> great term. Serial, serial pioneer. pioneer. <laughs> Anand, Can I interrupt for a second?
0: Yes. For my birthday, my goddaughter... Got a handbag made for me with all my landmarks appliqued on it. How starting cute. from India today, in uh, you know, uh, news track, uh, all my is metaphor and now news laundry. So it's like appliqué. I have to bring it in. Yes, you How must. Lovely.
1: Okay, Anand's pockets must be bulging with all the cherries he incessantly picks. I often find myself Cherry disagreeing. Picking. With him, yeah, metaphor. Anyway, I often find myself disagreeing with him, which tends to be especially infuriating because his arguments are so thorough. That's the best, best (laughs) compliment. (laughs) Mm. As a fellow student of science, I understand his insistence on data. I think Manisha is a great reporter. I Thank make it you. a point to read everything written by under her byline. Her criticals with their Thank focus you. on news media are News Laundry's unique strength and at the core of what you guys do. We Yay. have to make her more cynical though. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. With my weakness for, for Bengali accents, I thought Dipanjana was a great addition to the Hafta team. What a good week for me to be reading this letter. Um... Are bless you. She Are has it. by far, the, <laughs> <laughs> she by far has the most clarity amongst all of you and mm. does a great yes job so of putting she. She her opinions clear. across very succinctly. True. Thank you so much. In conclusion, I wish you guys well in your endeavor to keep news free. And yes, I promise to subscribe. Cheers, Sai Krishna Vadlamudi. Hopefully, I have pronounced your name right. Thank you, Sai. And uh, lots of yeah. stuff. Thank, Thank you. Nice very refreshing. Very nice. More, letter. Like he consumes so much news. He's so, like, that's really nice. Uh, despite all the the old monk this is Despite fantastic the old monk. Mm-hmm. yeah okay so uh i want you guys to just think of what you will be recommending um i want to take a moment to talk about the story that we uh did in una amit bhardwaj's report yes uh, our una. reporter amit bhardwaj went back to una the whole idea was that we had heard in uh, alternative and independent media about how the Dalit Asmita Yatra was going from Ad- Ahmedabad to Una where the flogging of four boys had happened and that had gone viral because of the video, etc. There were oaths that were taken by the Dalit community in a lot of the points from between Ahmedabad and Una. Oaths in which uh, the Dalit community said that they were not going to do traditional Dalit work, which includes uh, removal of carcasses, skinning carcasses and cleaning the gutter, etc., Uh, So we wanted to go back and find out what has changed, what hasn't changed. And um, really what has come through is, I think, a really powerful story, very well reported and uh, heartbreaking. Because um, here's one of the states that's considered a prosperity model for the rest of the country. Uh, Minority uh, communities, only 7% of Gujarat are Dalit. but so much segregation we have
3: anganwadis for upper caste and dalit kids like Anganwadis are being divided like that
1: it's and horrific. even the muslims don't go to dalit anganwadis
0: really
3: yeah, yeah.
1: so i would so that's my recommendation yeah and it, and also
3: i think it's so important to go on visiting like una should is not over you know it's not just one oath one event journalists have to keep on going back and revisiting point, and good seeing point. what that's happened very
1: important. yeah yeah uh, it's a really powerful report, and I hope you see it. There's more that he, uh, more work that he did there, and that's going to come o- out over the next few days. But to start off with, I would, I would really like everyone to go and to read it because a lot of work has been put into it, and these are stories that I think need to be told. Um, Anand,
2: yeah, no, I mean it's just it's just so troubling because you you find it. I mean, this is the this is the present and this is what is so ubiquitous that sometimes you just, uh, people get tired of, you know, repeating the whole thing again and again, that this is, this is the norm. So one, one, one can only help, but, you know, ask yourself again and again, what is the solution? Hmm. And I, I I mean, I've been searching for a solution because I mean, it's not that, you know, people haven't suggested things. People have suggested a dozen, probably more, two dozen solutions, you know, over the past 40, 50 years, but, this is 2016 and we have a situation where, you know, such rampant discrimination happens. I know. And I mean, I've, I've been trying to gather again, uh, you know, at the risk of alienating myself, you know, gathering a lot of data to try and uh, write a piece where the solution has to be a jumpstart, rapid economic, uh, uh, you know, um, what do you call it, uh, you know, climbing of a rung right. mm. for the Dalits. It's like a, a burst. It has to be a burst. If it is, if it is gradual, like what happens, you know, trickle down. Yeah. Government says we promise this to everyone, and you know, government reservations and all that. So look, you know, I mean, you can say it is very natural for everyone to say that. Look, you know, we have to, we we have to believe in meritocracy mm-hmm. and reservation. But the point is, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to struggle with this question, and I think one of the solutions, maybe I haven't completely collated the data yet. Uh, is uh, private sector reservations because so 65% of you have. know all the jobs are actually uh, of all the manufacturing jobs
3: hmm. are in the private the pri- sector, the private sector, yeah. you
2: know,
1: there has to be a burst. But and the really, point, yeah. like telling the private sector who they can hire—that's so hire, a, a very, problematic that what, idea. See, right? That is what I'm
2: struggling with. But the point is, one has to, one has to give. Uh, I mean, the debate has to be so nuanced, and I have to put it in a, in in a way that uh, a lot of thought has to go into yeah. it, because you just can't bluster on and say, "Look, I want this." You have to buttress the point to such an extent where you also try and invigorate the conscience of the nation. I, I don't so think right? legislation I don't have a question works in this because legislation it, doesn't work right you're Because right. I've
0: seen it in America with affirmative action yeah. where people would hire anyone incompetent whatever to fulfill the quota. So to get a black woman in as a doctor when she approached a senior once I know of that um, you know, um, I feel that I've just been hired because of my um, because I'm an African American and because I'm a woman. And he said yes, you have not for your ability, so that is not great. Secondly, recently, uh, I, I don't have deep information on this, but skimmed some some uh, headlines. Was that um, uh, British companies have been asked by the government to give priority to uh, hiring to UK residents and not and not to foreigners. So, I mean, and there was, was a, there was a lot of Twitter. Brexit. Uh, Back and forth on this, including somebody who said then maybe the government should also advise all UK citizens to first try to marry a UK citizen and not a foreigner. So it's a very, you know, this kind of rule legislation based on identity is very difficult to implement. The main problem is that how do you get people to think differently? How do you get people in villages to stop this? caste thing that's a much deeper question which requires social revolution with a lot of good propaganda a lot of yeah. uh, you know film there uh, has to be a burst I mean I'm you yeah. know, that's
3: and what I was coming to I want to schools, ask you that, do you think caste discrimination can go with economic mobility yes
0: do you yeah, think so absolutely. it helps do you, helps. you think absolutely. like a Dalit
3: businessman
0: yeah yeah,
3: or do you think it remains?
2: See, I'm just curious yes. about.
1: No, you know that's a very there? interesting
2: question. sorry. If sorry. I yeah. Thirty seconds, if you don't mind. Uh, We're not, timing you. We're, no, not no. timing you. We're not
1: timing you. We haven't timed you at all. Yeah, take
0: okay. your time. Nobody's cutting you off. This is no, no, not that's fine. <laughs> blank. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, sorry. What was my? Yeah. So you know the the question is very interesting because um, uh, what you're saying is is economic mobility going to remove the caste discrimination? The, the The two points is one it will not, but it will make the person who has been discriminated against and is now economically uh, uh, you know empowered uh, empowered and is upwardly mobile mm. it would it would give him a choice a to disregard the caste discrimination and it 's a horrible thing to say, but the point is you can be immune to it mm. okay the other thing is it will stop that person being you know perennially subservient to you know, the upper caste
0: and. Of course. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. So, the other thing is that I there think is a natural. intermarriage,
3: caste marriages, though. Like, I think.
0: Yeah. I and feel and like there's that's that's a the big one plus, inter marriages. And I change. think uh, somehow automatically it is also being reduced somewhat by. Say, a dhobi's son no longer wanting to be a dhobi, when in the old days it was an automatic. A butcher's son will not be automatically a butcher, a mochi's son will not. They are moving away from those professions. So, one, you move away from being a a mochi to becoming a bus driver, uh, where your caste doesn't count. And that is why I was so impressed by the Una
2: protests. When they said, all right, you've discriminated against us, we're not going to do this. Yeah, I mean, that's
1: the best. And the part about, you know, asking for land. Like the central part of the Una protest has been saying that give us land so that we're not forced to go back to these uh, professions. That's also where Gujarat is sort of interesting um, in terms of its uh, Dalit population. While they are very much in the oppressed scale, there are still small land holdings that are uh, that have dalit landowners which was something that i wanted to ask you since you said you've been collecting data um is there like a state-wise comparison of how bad or good or prosperous the dalit percentages are in our different states no there isn't there that's isn't. a strange Nothing yes. like such a, no, that was no, done for muslims it, I, I think it the should data be.
2: that's been collected uh you know i mean okay i i like saying this phrase you know for me it's Anna data Mahaprabhu instead of <laughs> an But the point is, we are so poor in collecting data. I mean, mm. if you look at, for example, even the health data, it's 10 years old, National Family Health Survey. Mm. It's like the last, thing, last time it was done in 2005 and six uh, So, for example, you know, there are like, for example, this year, 47,000 uh, crimes against Dalits.
1: Right. Now,
2: nobody has further subdivided into whether the crimes were committed because the victims were Dalits, mm. or just their identity is Dalit. I think that's also very important. Mm. You see, so right now, if a crime is committed against a person who is a Dalit, hmm. even though the crime may not have been committed for the you know, specific they reason because they were Dalit. I think that, so this is how the data has to be collated and it's just...
3: And on basic indicators, why? I mean, I'm, I'm really surprised we have not collated this data on how Dalit populations are doing in India across states. Yeah. On indicators like education... Yeah. So this is uh, the thing, when we, were, when
1: we were sort of working on this story... That's something that we want to do and it's one of our uh, sort of larger and more ambitious projects. And uh, all of you listening, if you have any help that you can provide about how we can go about this, please let us know at contact at newslaundry.com. We want to come up with a way of understanding what Dalit life is like across different states. Like what are the indices that we should be looking at? Yeah. What are the What is the data that is available? Because there is so little available by way of comparison right um, and i i personally always worry about this tendency to homogenize people that all dalits are one I mean, the struggle obviously exists for all Dalits. I'm not trying to discount that. But what I'm trying to say is that we don't necessarily always understand that there are diverse needs that are specific to the contexts in which they're living. And we don't
3: seem to know that. And regional diversity would have a big role to play. And I mean, the Dalit experience will differ, I think, region to region. There will be a lot of regional nuances to things.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, just to come back very briefly, I think that's my thesis right now. I might be wrong, but I want to collate data on this, is that there has to be a limited, for a limited period of time, a burst of economic upheaval and upliftment. And that burst has to come from private sector and Reservations in education and all that. So, what I'm trying to say, for example, in you know there was this Mandal protest in 1990. Sure. At that point of time, they were protesting because okay, you're going to take reservations in our educational institutions. Mm. At that point of time, there were five IITs. Now there are 20 IITs. Now, has the reservation for those 20 IITs? What is the proportion with respect to the population of students? Right. It's this data is very hard to get because you know it's just not. Uh, one has to really mine it, so it's mm. taking time. But you know, I think that that's an important aspect. that one Best has of to luck address. with yeah. the digging. Um, yeah.
1: Okay, recommendations, Manisha. Do you have something that you'd like to recommend? Yes, it's in house. Yay!
3: <laughs> please, 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 please watch this mashup of videos that we've done, especially for you, uh, on the surgical, on the coverage of the surgical strikes in India and Pakistan. It's a lot of fun. But also, it's important. I think it'll just give you a sense of what, as TV viewers, you've been served by TV and its practitioners. Look at the kind of quality that uh, editors, reporters think they can just serve up and get away with. And and just the when you see it all together, it's a four-minute video, but just the war hysteria. It's it's crazy. The how many times anchors have used words like nuclear bomb, bomb gira a jung propaganda nakadge you know it's such violence on tv it's amazing
1: that let off been as news it's all yeah, it's amazing Passing that this is, is what news. we've
3: been served
0: so as i don't news. think the reality of the impact of a nuclear bomb is actually sunk in to what happens
1: and I think one of the big reasons for that is that you have Luxia and Counter Strike and you know video game footage <laughs> being put next to very serious concerns. Anyway, uh, anything from you, Anand?
2: Yeah, I have a very unusual recommendation today. Now, you know, I've I love rankings, and I am constantly ranking people and things I see and movies I <laughs> watched. I am I not going and... to
1: ask you the most obvious no, one. No, no, no.
2: So uh, you know, as far as ranking of TV shows was concerned. I mean, for the last three, four years, it has been Breaking Bad, number one, high and above. Then followed uh, probably True Detective and then um, the others. But Sopranos,
1: ranked forever right up on top. Yeah,
2: 90s. I'm talking of, you know, recent, uh, this thing. Uh, But now something, a a show has, according to me, um, knocked Breaking Bad off the top pedestal and that is called The Nick. I don't know whether you've... Yes. Yeah. Remarkable show. It's what about, is it, about? it is about? What is it about? It, it is about a hospital called the Knickerbocker Hospital, which is actually a true hospital in um, a real hospital in New York. In what the, is it
0: on HBO or what?
2: Uh, it's on Netflix. I think it's okay. on, or I can't remember. But uh, I won't tell you where I'm watching it. But <laughs> the, it's, it's about a hospital in the 1900s. Hmm. And it's just so beautifully done. And it's, it actually tackles all the issues that were, you know. And in fact, the the surgeons it actually um, represents or the protagonists were the ones who founded Johns Hopkins Hospital. Oh, wow. So they are making discoveries that were made, you know, in, in those 1900s. It's remarkable. And I highly recommend this. Mm. Wow.
1: Okay madhu
0: anything from you well i would like to recommend uh, mira nair's uh, film queen of katway i saw it on uh, sunday night and i have to tell you i saw uh, om prakash mera's movie want to know quickly
3: how is it mirzia
0: i'll just tell you. you i read? saw mirzia after that but queen of katway has stayed in my psyche and heart since i saw it it is Aww. a remarkable film Mm-hmm. the way it's shot the production values the dialogue and it's about these slum kids in a village in uganda uganda and how a teacher there uh, affects their lives mm. and how the kids react and how the families react it's got lupita the uh, Le- yeah. academy Walker. award award winner and also it is based on a book written by the teacher who handed it to Mira Nair, who made oh. a film out of it. Wow. And at the end at the, of the credit, at the credit roll, the real person and the actor stand together. Mm. So oh, it lovely. is a story which gets your gut at every moment, despairing, grinding poverty. But how, I wouldn't say how they rise above it, it's how they use it. How they... How they live through it and how they survive and and change their lives. Lovely. Around themselves. Now and tell everybody. us how
1: Mirzia is. Mm. Sorry, how's, how's Mirzia? Mirzia?
0: <laughs> you know, it's a different genre. It's I would com- compare it to say a Japanese filmmaking and European filmmaking. Wow, really? Uh, it is uh, no, it's not that wow. Okay. I mean, oh. okay. because
3: the trailers look really like for Omprakash. No, it it yeah, is. Uh, he's done
0: a. Uh, he's used the device of doing a parallel thing of a fantasy uh, on one side with the same story of a different genre which you like in this fantasy thing. Hmm. You can't identify nationality, country, geographically, uh, anything. But it's on a fantasy world but a similar story. Right. Plays along at the same time. Because as you know, it's based on A folk story uh, very much like Laila Majnu and the other folk stories so and then the other one that's running
1: parallel is this
0: uh, modern day modern day thing
1: so um, would you watch it if you had to pay for the ticket
0: (laughs) (laughs) what makes you think
2: she hasn't you know
0: money doesn't really (laughs) really decide
1: money doesn't really make me decide
0: things because even at points in my life when I've had no money I will spend for something that I that I am excited about so that's not a criteria right but um i think in this film it's a it's a very difficult film hmm. uh, for him to have made i just hope for his sake that uh, audiences accept it can accept it because it's a very large film in a in a different kind of a genre on a basic folk tale so it's not an easy film to make i would but say I that i saw the
2: trailer while i was watching mm. uh, dhoni's film uh, the film on dhoni
0: how is
3: the dhoni film good
2: yeah well it's all right Good. the popcorn tub kind of God, I'm but I'll tell
3: you fine. one thing about the and it the
2: reminded actors. me of seven, seven Samurai so you know this thing that you say about yes, the, you know, bit the like warrior that. and huh. the whole
0: get up of mm. the um, it's a bit like that I think the production the costumes and the production of that side which uh, Nagarika uh, Basin has done Niharika Basin. she's Bhaseen, fantastic um, is magical her, her, that is the one part of the film that distracted me because I was looking like, my God, that's just beautiful. She's got it. I will and tell you both. in the two different genres. And she's done, you know, mm. the remarkable, remarkably different genres, she's done it well. But the one thing that that I got out of it is that the most important thing that I would say to people is that it is so important to live your life with a lot of juice in it. Hmm. because unless you have ups and downs and have faced uh, downs and tragedies and risen above them, your face, no matter how pretty you are, remains vacuous.
1: I'm just going to say the both of you, talking about Japanese cinema and Kurosawa, About Mizya, there's like a small Bengali part of me that's doing a whirling dervish inside. (laughs) Um, Okay, my my recommendation... That's a nice visual. (laughs) Isn't it? Just... Anyway, okay. Uh, My recommendation, aside from Amit's story to Una, about Una... And Saurashtra, really, Dalits in is uh, the long read at the Guardian about Julio Regeni's murder. It's called "Who Murdered Julio yeah, I read Regeni." you've forwarded to us. Yeah. Excellent reporting. Uh, it's about the uh, it's about a PhD student from Cambridge who was researching in Egypt and who suddenly disappeared, and then his battered body was found um, some time later. Uh, it is stellar, stellar reporting beautifully written, completely heartbreaking and really makes you wonder where the Arab Spring that, you know, sort of brought so much hope to people, particularly in places like Egypt, where on earth has it gone to? On that happy note, it's time to tell you that we are coming to the end of Hafta, which means that it's time to thank producer Karthik Najawan and Anil Kumar for um, producing and recording respectively. And uh, we have a song we have a song that is um, from us, or at least from me, to the Pakistani SP, Hulam <laughs> Akbar. Also, I would like to remind you that my job depends on this. So please subscribe, because if Abhinandan comes back and finds oh, that cold. the one week that <laughs> I hosted this, there is no subscription, but Hoge. So please subscribe, because you know this. Independent media needs people who are consuming it to support it so that we can give you independent media so that you don't get someone else's version of the story. On that happy note, take care of yourselves. Have have a very good Durga Puja. Those in Madrid, please stalk Abhinandan and give him your hard-earned euros. And we will be back next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: your smile number? करनी है private party? What is your private number? darling?
1: what is your style number? Your style number? All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent.